Good afternoon. I want to uh, take a moment, close your eyes, just be still a moment. I want you to be aware of the air that hits your face, the temperature of that air. sound you hear in the church. Just feel the weight of your body on the pew. prayer and reflection on this these scriptures I wanted to do that because I would really like it if everyone in here tried to do that every have an awareness of ourselves because what is prayer prayer is prayer is a communication of it's kind of hard to communicate when you don't know spiritual formation you need a good human formation so if you're trying to be formed spiritually and really what you need is some human formation. And what I just did with you is human formation. Meaning just being present with yourself. Actually, it's a good preventative uh, practice. It's a good health care practice, if you will. Just entering into some silence and solitude. And just being present with yourself. And being aware. Just going through those five senses. You know, what do you see? If your eyes are open, you can look around. What do you see? What do you hear? You know, pay attention to your breathing. Um, what do you smell? Um, this is another one that I'd like you to try through the rest of this week and hopefully continue it. How fast do you chew your food? <laughs> Slow down how much we chew our food. Sometimes we don't even enjoy our food anymore. You know, we don't even sit down to eat. Some people don't even sit down to eat. They just kind of eating as they go. You know, and, and we need to slow down how we chew our food, slow down how we eat, and just be present. Now, if you and I did that, I, I, the reason I'm sharing this is because Father Mark did his Lenten retreat, um, was it the, a, Saturday, a couple of Saturdays ago, the, he did a Lenten retreat, or Lenten, I'm saying Lent, I'm not present, Advent, <laughs> Advent retreat, he did his Advent retreat. And he said, when you breathe, count to four. And then when you breathe out, count to four. It's another simple thing, you know, the pace you chew your food, um, being aware. We would call this applying your senses, just kind of being present. Another thing is, again, awareness of breathing. After communion, try this after communion time or anytime throughout the Mass, try it. When you're sitting there after communion, Count to four when you breathe in, count to four when you breathe out. This is human formation. See, for good spiritual experience of the Lord, we talk about encounter Jesus, encounter Jesus. Well, how are you going to encounter Jesus if you never encounter yourself? 
Because to encounter Jesus, you have to encounter yourself. I mean, we, we communicate ourselves to Jesus. I know that as I started doing this, the last week and a half I've been doing this count to four, breathe in, count to four, breathe out. And this has really helped me a lot. Um, and it's really just kind of made me more aware. Um, and what I've realized is I don't hardly ever take a full breath of air. I mean, how, think about it. I don't know if it's about you, but it's nice when you're outside. I know it's cold, but like take a full breath of air in and take a full breath of air out. This is important for us as Christians. This is how we develop a healthy spirituality, not a warped spirituality. You can't reject your humanity and have a good holy spirituality. And I think a lot of times we've gotten used to not breathing fully, not chewing our food slow, not slowing down, not enjoying and savoring the day. Like, will, will you allow yourself to savor the moment that you have right now as you're listening with me and we're reflecting on these scriptures? Like, will you allow yourself to enjoy this homily? Will you allow yourself to enjoy the rest of the mass? Will you allow yourself to enjoy the rest of the day? How about the next meal you eat? Will you enjoy it? Or will you just be something you got to get done to go to the next thing? And you never live life. You just keep pushing to the next thing, pushing to the next thing, pushing to the next thing. My brother and his wife just had a little baby girl, Olivia. And I was over their house uh, the other night. And um, she sits in her crib and looks at the ceiling fan. And I was there just watching her look at the ceiling fan. And I was getting anxious for her. I'm like, she needs something to do. But was, was it her problem or my problem? It wasn't her problem. She has no problem looking at the ceiling fan. Her, her brain's not yet polluted with all of the stimulus that the world gives to us. She's just, she's fine with the ceiling fan. And this is what we lose growing up. The world we live in which is kind of diving into this first reading, which is Baruch chapter 5. Baruch, Daniel, Jeremiah, all these prophets are talking to Israel as they are in exile. They're not home. They're in exile. And it's kind of like a, he's encouraging them. Because in Babylon, Babylon today could be symbolic for us as what? I'm not okay with the ceiling fan. I'm not okay just slowing down. I got to chew my food faster. I got to walk faster. I got to do this faster. We got to do this. We got to do that. Babylon is all about treating people as a form of utility rather than personally getting to know someone, wasting time with your husband, your wife, your kids, sitting down and playing trucks with your kids, playing baby dolls, playing cars, you know, sitting at a meal together, um, turning all your electronic devices off and just being present with the people in front of you. That's what Christians are called to. But because we all are in exile, everyone in here, we're in exile. We're not home yet. Heaven is home. We're in exile. And we're afraid sometimes. And we don't know how to be. We, we kind of lost that experience that that little, little baby girl Olivia has where she just looks at the ceiling and her mind is just taking it in she's absorbing she's very aware she's present she's receiving whereas we in the world right we, we have all this stimulation and 
we, we drive ourselves, we don't even let ourselves enjoy the homily, the mass, the music. We, how many of you sit down with some good classical music or Christian music, just put it on and sit there and open a book up and read a book and just enjoy, savor. I like to use that word, savoring. Savor the time you have left on earth. Savor it, enjoy it, celebrate it. God doesn't want us to live in you know, self-pity and woe is me. He wants us to celebrate and enjoy and savor the life we've been given. Like who knows, as Father Mark and I have talked about this, we don't know when our day's gonna be where we'll leave the earth. This could be our last morning or afternoon or evening. We don't know, we never know the day, the time or the hour. So why would I keep like a Babylonian mindset, keep pushing and driving and driving? And why would I treat others and myself as some form of utility rather than someone to be cherished? Cherish the person in front of you. Cherish the person you're sitting beside. Love and reverence them. And a good start to that is how fast do you chew your food? A good start to that is uh, breathing exercises. It's not new age, it's not like some crazy, freaky, fruity thing that Father's talking about. We as Christians need to go back to our fundamentals. Fundamental, healthy spirituality goes back to your posture, your breathing, paying attention to your five senses, listening to your body when you're sitting there in prayer. Very important part of prayer, right? So this first reading, Baruch's addressing Israel in exile. And he says the first line, Jerusalem. Today, the new Jerusalem is what? The church. He's saying to you, church, take off your robe of mourning and misery. What is the robe of mourning and misery that you wear? Shame? Is it guilt? Is it uh, busyness? Is it impatience? Is it uh, frustrations? Is it lust? Is it greed? Is it pride? Is it self-hatred? Is it perfectionism? What's the robe that you wear that's weighing on you? And maybe you're getting used to the weight of that robe. And God's saying, I don't want you carrying that around anymore. I want you to let it go. And this Sunday coming at 7 o'clock, we have a, a beautiful large penance service where you can come to confession and take that robe off. Get rid of that weight that you're carrying. The gospel today talks about the mountains and the valleys. It says here, listen, it says, a voice crying in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his path. Every valley should be filled and every mountain and hill made low. What are the mountains? Those are the areas where we overly, or we're out of balance. We're really talking here about someone who's living in an unmanaged, unbalanced lifestyle. He or she, right? So a mountain would be what? Areas where I tend to indulge myself. A valley is where I'm neglecting things that are required needs that I have. Required needs. I would put at the top of that list, healthy intimacy, heart-to-heart -heart relationships, friendships. We need to have the valley filled with good things, and we need to lower that mountain of indulgence. And that's how we prepare the way of the Lord. We look at the mountains, we look at our valleys, we assess the situation, and then we make decisions, not by ourselves, but with the help of others, to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish, which is what? 
joy, freedom, peace, happiness, a quality of life that you deserve because God didn't create you to be miserable. He created you to be flourishing, growing, not just surviving, but thriving. That's God's desire, his dream for you, not just as a church globally, corporately, but as individuals. Now, we're not going to think of this in a superficial sense. Every one of us here have crosses. Some of us have addictions. Some of us struggle in our marriages. Some of us have had divorces. Some of us have had abortions, perhaps. Some of us here suffer from shame and guilt. Some of us don't think we're worth anything. Some of us think God's not even listening to us or don't, he doesn't care about me. He cares about these people. Some of us lost our job or we're struggling with an illness, whatever. That's a cross. That's real life. This isn't just, I'm try, not trying to like act as if there's no issues and that life will be all happy and skip around and superficial joy. But you can have joy in the midst of the crosses that you carry. Joy is deeper than happiness. We're not talking about just, oh, this is great. No, it's a deep peace and joy that you know that you're loved beyond all telling. And those breathing exercises, the speed we chew our food, simple things but actually put into practice, cultivate an awareness of your humanity and your needs and your weaknesses and your frailties. And then we know how to then come to the Savior because I'm not him. Your husband, your wife, your kids, nobody's him but him. He is the Lord and Savior. He's our Jesus. You have your Jesus. He's our Jesus. He's with us. And listen to our psalm. The Lord has done great things. For us, we are filled with joy. Are we filled with joy? Where are we? Again, I can't answer that question for you, but take time to ponder. Are you filled with joy? Do you feel life? Do you dread the next day or do you find the next day as an adventure, ready to get up and go? What's your quality of life like right now? Maybe some of you are tempted to even take your lives. Maybe some of you here think life's not worth continuing. Come to me. Come to us. Talk to us. We're here to help. We're here to love you. We're here to help you take the steps and assist you. We can't do this. No man's an island. We can't do this by ourselves. There's no shame in coming to Father Michael, Father Mark, or a brother or sister in Christ in the pews and saying, I need help. That takes courage, and that's why we're a parish family. You're not here to just check in and check out. You're here to invest in the people around you. And that takes time, energy, love, sacrifice. But that's what disciples do. Disciples do that. Disciples don't just put their envelope in. Disciples live the message of the gospel. And that means I'm willing to intentionally inconvenience myself for you. Because that's my mission. That's my call. That's what God wants for all of us. And, and, and until we get to that state where we realize, you know what? I'm going to try that breathing. I'm going to try slowing down. I'm going to make a good confession. Because the Babylonian way doesn't work. I've experienced it time again. It doesn't work. So he's saying, take off your robe of mourning and misery. Then he says what? Put on the splendor of glory from God. What is glory? We talk about God's glory. What is that? St. Irenaeus, early church father, said the glory of God is when men and women are fully alive. So put on the glory of God. Be fully alive. Well, I wish I could push a button and become fully alive, wouldn't you? 
Wouldn't it be nice because you'll push a button and be like, oh, I'm fully alive. It don't work like that. It's a journey. Advent is a journey. Your life is a journey. Spiritual life's a journey. So wherever you are, don't start self-hating and self-rejecting, but acknowledge where you are. Be where you are. Turn to him. If you need help, if you want to learn how to pray, talk to us. There's people in these pews here that pray better than I do. There's people here that know how to pray. We have Alpha. We have Father Mark's retreat is on the website. Take time to, you deserve it. Take time to listen to that retreat. These are tools to, again, enhance your quality of life that God wants to give to you and I. Yes, it involves the cross, but it also involves the joy and fulfillment of knowing yourself more in his eyes and being able to know you have a mission, you have a purpose. God has a plan for you. Like, do you hear that? Or are you thinking, that's for that person, that's for that person. God has a plan for you, okay? Now listen, it says here, God's beginning something right now in everybody's heart as they're listening to what I'm sharing to you. I'm assuming some of the things I'm saying to you are connecting the dots. Some of the things I'm saying to you make sense because you're made that way. You're made to do what I'm inviting you to do. I'm made that way. We're made that way, right? And it says here in our second reading, what? I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. I wish, I always say, I'm going to make a t-shirt. It says under construction, right? Everyone in here is under construction. God in us is at work. He's at work in every person in this church. Whether you know it or not, he's at work in your life. He's going to continue to complete the good work he's begun today on this Sunday in your hearts. And so how do we cooperate with God's work of goodness and grace in us? How about just put into practice this week some of the things I'm suggesting you know, your next meal, chew real slow. They look at you funny and say, Father Michael told me to slow down the way I chew. Slow down the way you chew. Slow down the way you walk. Slow down your driving. Intentionally slow down even your talking. Like, just we got to slow down, right? Breathing. The breathing things really help me a lot. Try count to four, count to four. It really helps. It really does. Because it's human. We don't even know how inhuman we treat ourselves and how am I going to love my neighbor when I don't even know how to breathe properly when I don't even know how to live right God is saying come back to the basics let the ceiling fan be enough <laughs> like don't be afraid of the part of you that's like you got to do something I mean this is crazy sitting here like you got a lot of things to do Okay, maybe it is crazy, but you know what you tell that part of you? You're crazy too, because you want to drive me and drive me and drive me. And guess what? Michael, who wants to keep going, we're not going anywhere. Throw a fit, scream and cry. We're going to sit in the pew and enjoy the mass. Sometimes you got to parent yourself. You got to parent yourself. You gotta tell yourself enough's enough. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna sit here and we're gonna let ourselves enjoy the mass. Kick, scream, cry, run, yell, whatever you want. We're not going anywhere. And and that's what that's what Jesus is inviting you into in this Advent season. So as we continue mass, my prayer for you, 
is that you'll just kind of maybe try to apply some of these things that I invite you to. Um, there's the website with the talk, there's the breathing, there's the chewing your food. I mean, just try it. Try it out and you'll be amazed. If you just stay with it, you'll be amazed of the how your life and your quality of life actually starts to just get better and better and better. That doesn't mean you're not going to have any crosses, but the way you handle your crosses will be very different. Very different. How you handle your crosses will change. You won't lose your peace. You won't lose what you're maybe feeling frantic or, or out of sorts. Like God will give you the grace you need because you're allowing him to be with you.